I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, starting May 6th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This meeting is being recorded. That's how you sound, robot. Hey, Sophie, don't defend the robot. I'm not. I'm defending your very poor imitation of the robot. Well, she would, she would, she would kill you if she had the chance. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Well, this is Behind the Bastards, a podcast where we support machine genocide, but by which I mean genocide of the machines, we, we not the machines. by the yeah. machines, Yeah. although one <laughs> does cause the other. So strap in, watch the Animatrix, uh, I guess. I don't know where I'm going with this. Garrison's uh, this here. A, Garrison's here. This is another reverse episode. Garrison, I'm, I, I, I don't have my shit together. Take it over. I'm going to drink a fucking Zevia. Have fun with your fake sugar drink. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, it's so much more real than real sugar. Powered <laughs> sugar, I call it. Okay. Um, today we're talking about a fun light topic that has no implications on public health and trust in <laughs> how we view uh, pandemics going forward. We're talking Where's about public health going these days. Is it good? Seems like that, it's good. Fu- funny you mentioned that. <laughs> Um, as as we're recording this, uh, the 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 Delta variant is the is the dominant strain of COVID here in the states and pretty much every, yeah, pretty f- pretty pretty much everywhere else too. Um, it's much much more contagious. Um, Good. And with with many of the COVID Fuck preventative it. restrictions being removed across the country, cases are on a rapid rise basically everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like we're pro- there's some places that are going to have to put uh, restrictions back in place, um, and you know start making the mask mandates again um because uh yeah the the, the variant is has about 83 percent of cases in the states that are diagnosed is 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 for the delta variant um 
and it, it does have so-called breakthrough infections in some vaccinated people, mostly with asymptomatic or very mild cases. Um, huh. I think there's been about 5,000 deaths of people who are vaccinated who, with, the, with, with the Delta variant. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Uh, but, but more than 90, 97% of people hospitalized for COVID are unvaccinated at the moment. So, like, it's still, like, it's, yeah, like, you need to get vaccinated. It's like, the most, almost all people who are going to the hospital for COVID are, are unvaccinated. Um, but the, the, uh, the, the breakthrough infections for, for vaccinated people combined with the lack of masks and an increase in indoor socialization also raises the possibility that vaccinated people can carry and transmit the variants to other people, including, you know, other unvaccinated people, uh, which, which, you know, includes children and people with immune issues that prevent them from getting the vaccine, not, not just anti-vaxxers. Um, so all, all of that, plus school opening back up in, uh, in person for, uh, in August and September. Yeah, but we're, kids we're not, can't get sick, Garrison. Yeah, I, I know, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, which I, I don't want to talk about, because like the reason why she, the reason why she, she's a problem is because we talk about her. Um, yeah, but no. she she had the, yesterday she had like a very bad like interview of her go viral. Where she like laughed about she like, someone asked her a question about like kids dying, and she like laughed it off. And like just earlier that week, a five year old in her own district died of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and it's funny. I, I the funny thing, funny is the wrong word. The existentially soul destroying thing the black pilling thing is that like there's so many liberals who pointed that out on twitter as if it matters as if it matters exactly any of that will ever matter again and there is no gotchas doesn't there's there's no gotchas if anything it makes it makes it worse for us the more we do that in a lot of ways yeah they're all still living in this world where like john stewart can own tucker carlson on a a televised debate and it it has an impact and and, like, and 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 robert look look how well that turned out for tucker yeah, carlson <laughs> yeah it didn't deal with tucker carlson maybe maybe debating and owning people has never solved a single problem in the history of uh of the world hans litton owned hitler pretty bad in a 19 what was it 31 i think uh didn't didn't end up doing the trick uh never does never will stop uh, talking to people yeah so at, at this moment right now we're not doing too great in terms of public health and like trust in public health either uh you know for a, a lot of reasons um but but thankfully in in harsh times like this we have a select few people who who rise to the challenge to to inform the public by grifting off a public health crisis to peddle snake oil products and further their career by being a beacon of disinformation uh today we're talking about covid anti-vaccine grifters um we'll we'll be we'll be starting off with more of like of a, of a classic like health and wellness grifter and then move on sure. to someone who's then 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 move on to someone who's more dangerous but whose motives are a little bit a little bit less clear um and early on sure. in the pandemic we covered people like gwyneth paltrow who was yes like, like things like that is is, is we're gonna be talking about one person who's doing you know some some stuff some stuff like that goop type yeah. fuckery got it got so it. The, the first person we're discussing in 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 the vein of like that type of health and wellness kind of grifter is named um, J- Julie Mazzi, of well, a now I guess kind of former um, naturopathic doctor who practiced in Napa, California. Wait, Garrison, are you about to tell me that this lady got kicked out of being a naturopath? Because that's like, <laughs> to, to go back to the last episode we recorded, that's like getting kicked out of Action Park for being too drunk. <laughs> um, kind of. It's more like it's going to be hard to practice from jail. Oh, um, oh, okay. No, but nothing. I just... 
As long as my opinion of naturopathy doesn't have to change. We're no, it does not have to change. Dr. Julie Mazzi is uh, 41 years old. Uh, and according to her website, she's a licensed primary care doctor whose aim and passion is to empower her clients to heal. She believes in and holds deep respect for everyone's innate ability to discover a f- and find a path for their right. own well-being. A question has the word empower ever been used in a situation in which it was not, not like fundamentally toxic and life-threatening has anyone used the word empower and not been endangering the people they were empowering has that happened a single time no <laughs> that's that's a good question robert yeah and in this case probably probably not this this what <laughs> she she's on this show which means she's she she is she has made it if somebody um, says they want to empower you legally if it's a stand your ground state you can start shooting at them legally you can i think i'm fairly certain i'm going to empower you with this knowledge so defend yourself dr mazi re- received her doctorate in naturopathic medicine from the uh uh, uh, Net- uh national university of natural medicine in in wait guess guess what city robert uh, uh god uh, it's not uh, mexico because you said city uh, no city uh, uh, guess I, what city it's in ex- no. no come on come on oh is it portland it's portland it's oregon portland. of course it is okay. it's portland. yeah because if you look up if you do a fun <laughs> i'm gonna make sure you get the google right um if you google i think vaccine hesitancy map yeah. <laughs> uh and you you can find i believe that's the term you'll need to use yeah, yeah, you can get a vaccine hesitancy map of the United States. Uh, Portland, Oregon shines real bright on that yeah. particular map. Um, and the the place where she got her degree from has like specialized doctors who give like like vaccine hesitancy plans. Um, yeah, and so yeah, and that can vary from like people who are like you should t- get vaccinate your kids, but you got to space out their yeah. MMR shots to three separate ones, which is what Wakefield's in- initial grift was. Yes, to obviously the whole all vaccines are trying to microchip murder your babies yada yada yeah. so yeah so she got her doctorate in portland oregon i believe she was born here um as as, as well um at, at a very early age uh dr Masif quote felt the call to be a healer and teacher uh, her spirit of investigation came alive when she discovered her strong connection to the plant world. Fascinated by nutrition and, medic- and the medical properties of food and herbs, she experimented with various diets and searched for exotic fruits, vegetables, and herbs to discover their effects for herself. Throughout her life, she experienced many different healing, uh, healing foods so that she may honestly refer her patients uh, that, f- because she knows and understands from her own experience what these herbs do. So... Uh, here's the thing for a, a lot of people like myself included in the states um we the health system we, we kind of think the health system sucks right like it, it does like like there's a, a lot of elements yeah of the health no, system I, I have and modern medicine little, i have some specific doctors i have nice things to say about i have nothing nice to say about our medical system yeah like yeah like the mo- yeah. modern medicine by and large especially in the states is it sucks it's hard to navigate well, uh, right, people- i'm not talking about like the er itself or whatever because again I, as a general rule people who are doing emergency yes. medical work are rad uh, but the system itself that 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 organizes and operates uh, i have very little positive to say about it yeah. specifically like you know we'll be talking a lot about like pharmaceuticals this episode you know yeah. people are prescribed a lot of things that don't uh, necessarily help them and, and end up hurting them 
Um, so like, and I kind of get the drive to search for more like historical and like natural, of course. And, like and natural memories because like well, plants I mean, rock, I, plant I'm like a, plants I, rule. I'm a dude who keeps pounds of plantain, yarrow, comfrey, um, and a bunch of other like dried plant. Like I grow some of that shit. I make my own yeah. salves and tinctures and whatnot. Like yes, yeah, like, like many... some of it does stuff. Yeah, and you can generally find like studies. Again, one of the things like Dr. Kava. Uh, who's a friend of both of ours will point is like, there's no such thing as alternate medicine. If it's a plant-based medicine that does something, it's just medicine. Yeah. Like you can look up medical benefits of like um, comfrey or yarrow for wound treatment or whatever. And like, there's studies on it. It's not, Anyway, I've gotten on this rant before. I'm yeah, sure. but like, like that's not what we're talking about with no. Dr. Mozzie here. Uh, this is no. this is different because she, you know, as we'll see, she's someone who is like knowingly and actively, you know, charging people for false cures and doing active harm that puts people's lives in danger so that she can make a buck. Um, there's some other interesting info from her site. Um, quote, Dr. Mazi comes from a family of notable uh, notable educators. Her, her grandfather, Stephen E. Elper, founded both Portland State University and uh, Olan College. So, like, P- PSU is actually is, is like a is a pretty pretty big pretty big deal in Portland. Um, it, it's one of the it's one of the biggest universities in the state, um, which is like an actual regular university um her grandmother was a high school teacher for many years and uh, her mother taught kindergarten for 40 years and her father was a college professor so she comes from like a family of like of of doctors and educators um but they're real proud i mean so does wakefield though his parents are both like very yeah. well regarded doctors or where yeah. i don't know if they're alive still but so yeah, okay. dr mazi claims that she shares her family's passion to educate quote when someone has knowledge and an understanding of their health problem and an and the array of, holo- of of holistic and non-toxic therapies that are available to them that patient is now at the helm of their own healing okay. um and and there, there she, she actually you know this next part has has some more sinister implications for how she was able to market herself um, and her business was was such effective propaganda um, because before embarking on her naturopathic studies, uh, Dr. Mazi earned an undergraduate's degree and master's degree in communication studies. Um, so, like, she knows how to do marketing. Like, she got a master's degree um, at 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 Portland State um, University. So she she knows how to how to how to how to market people and sell herself. Um, a quote from her website, her skills and training in interpersonal communication define her signature approach, which is to use the power of compassionate inquiry to guide each patient to value their own understanding and help discover what their best choices are for healing. So she, she basically markets herself as like an alternative to general to to like a, a general care provider that can help you treat everything from arthritis, allergies, infections, all the way to like autoimmune disorders, ADHD and cancer. This is all the things she advertises on her website that her like naturopathic remedies can help can help, uh, you know, treat. Um, and naturally, the past few months, she's been offering so-called treatment and immunization for COVID-19. Um hey. Part of how Dr. Mazi makes money is through uh, homeopathic me- medications. Uh, the, the fancy name is homeoprophylaxis immunization. I probably said that perfectly. You mean prophylaxis immunization? Yeah. I would guess. Homeo homeoprophylaxis. Yeah, because um, yeah, like a prophylaxis, like a condom's a prophylaxis. It's a preventative treatment of some sort. So yeah. yeah, this is a preventative treatment done with homeo. Like homeopathic medicine. Yeah, it's nonsense. It's drinking yeah. water to cure your it's COVID. Just, it's, it's, it's drinking water. Yeah. So like the, yeah. the modern the modern origins come from 18th century Germany. Um, homeopathy is, but by and large, a debunked pseudoscience that claims you no know, highly diluted substances 
um, inclu- including infectants themselves, can cure diseases. And that the you more can substance check out our two-parter on homeopathy that includes two important facts, one of which is that most homeopathic medicines have no measurable amount of the medicine they're supposed to have, and that yep. the one time they did, it, it killed was a, a bunch of, of yes. it killed a bunch of babies. It killed it a bunch like of babies. Hemlock or some shit. Yeah, yeah it was it was a deadly deadly nightshade. Deadly um, nightshade from Highlands All Natural Baby Killing Pills. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. but like you know, they believe the more substances diluted, the stronger the disease curing power is. Absolutely. You know? So most of these treatments are so diluted that base substances cannot even be detected, uh, which isn't you know a problem for homeopaths since they they actually claim that when, even if you can't detect it, um, the water molecules that you're consuming can actually remember what the base the base substance is that they've encountered and act the same in your body. Um, you know the treatments are tech are you know usually just placebos or or harmless because they're nothing, uh, but you know if they're improperly diluted they could be deadly in the case of the uh, homeopathic teething products, uh, which contain deadly nightshade, which killed like ten ten babies and caused like hundreds and hundreds of serious serious um, illnesses. So yeah, so in 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 Dr. Mazzi's case, she would sell immunization pellets. That allegedly contained tiny amounts of various diseases that the body could then naturally build up an immunity to. So, like, it's the same thing with all these, like, grifters. It's like, you're just inventing a bad version of vaccines. Or, like, yeah, if you give a little bit of the thing, then your body can learn how to fight it. But it's, like, but it's the bullshit version that is just completely nonsense. Um, and sh- she provides many of these homeopathic immunizations to children which she then also falsely claims satisfy the vaccine requirements for California schools. So she gives out her patients like false papers saying that they've been immunized for these things by giving them these pellets so that they can still attend uh, schools even if they're not vaccinated. So that's kind of the, the specific grift that she was doing before COVID. Um, and then when COVID started, she, you know, and specifically like when the vaccine stuff started gaining popularity, um, she switched to a lot of a lot of focus on covid and these covid pellets so it's unclear how long she's been selling these covid immunization pellets but it seems like they really started to take off around january when the vaccines were starting to get released to the general public as she was offering these as a naturopathic alternative it's a good good thing happening i mean we need to do an episode one of these days on like the actual because there's a whole the reason that this is I mean, it sounds like she did get in trouble, but the reason why most people do versions of this don't and the reason why she got away with it for so long is there is a whole legal framework set up to allow people to do this. And it's heavily embedded, particularly with the Utah Republican Party. Um, like it's a big it's it, it's all centered around Utah, as is the teen treatment industry for a lot of a number of reasons. But it's like it's the same reason why um, um, that company we covered that did, does a, a, a essential oils and stuff was able to get away with so much bullshit. Like there's this whole legal infrastructure set up to allow people to uh, sell folks medicine that isn't medicine uh, and then protect them from liability when those people die. Uh, and it's hugely embedded in specifically the Republican Party. Um, and the Democratic Party uh it doesn't do anything about it because they're the Democratic Party. Why would they do anything about anything? And anyway, here we are. Uh huh. It's been brewing for decades. Sorry. So <laughs> yeah. In in uh, in April, someone whose family members had gotten these COVID immunization pellets from Dr. from Dr. Mazi uh, tipped off the Department of Health and Human Services office for the uh, for the Inspector General uh, to what was happening. And and this this prompted a uh, a federal and state investigation into do- to Dr. Mazi's um, operations. 
Um, this is now quoting a, a recent DOJ report, quote, uh, Mozzie used the COVID-19 pandemic to expand the pre-existing immunization scheme by selling immunization pellets that she fraudulently claimed in written documents and in consensually monitored recordings would provide lifelong immunity to COVID-19. Mozzie explained that the pellets contained, quote, a very minute amount of this COVID disease, unquote, that can result in, quote, infectious symptoms with COVID-19 or automatically flag the immune system's attention, inducing immunity. <laughs> so she's selling. The fun thing about this is she's telling people don't get the vaccine. It's dangerous. And then saying and then pretending her nonsense medicine works the way a vaccine actually works. Exactly. Like that's, that's exactly incredible uh, uh quote to, to encourage to encourage customers to purchase the pellets mazzy allegedly exploited disinformation and fear by falsely claiming the fda authorized covid vaccines contained quote toxic ingredients um mazzy further stated that to her customers if you could provide these pellets to children for covid19 immunization and that quote the dose is actually the same for babies so that's nice um, yeah, as a general rule, if someone says the dose is the same for babies, that should be a red flag. <laughs> that is a, it, it never is. Yeah, no, it That's shouldn't. It shouldn't be. Yeah. They're, is they're very small. Yeah, I mean, like if my Coke dealer was like, and if you're giving it to your baby, <laughs> the dose is the same. I would not find a different Coke dealer because it's hard. I mean, my God. Um, but I would probably not hang out with them as much. Robert. Anyway, Robert. Sophie trying to keep you employed well there's no law against cocaine it, it is decriminalized where you live thank you garrison so, see sophie we're fine it's fine ta-da um in in a in a recorded phone call uh mazi instructed a fake client to quote pour roughly two to four pellets from the cap and dump them under your tongue you do not have to drive yourself insane trying to pour exactly at four pellets. Exact number of pellets, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's oh, like, it, it, I mean, it's, it's like, like real medicine. The dose is whatever. <laughs> Quote. That is my, my favorite thing about the way California used to work is you would get a prescription for pot and it would just be a prescription for as much marijuana as you could carry. So like whatever your problem was, if pot was prescribed, the dose was whatever. <laughs> she said, uh, she said, I mean, it's like an energy medicine. So more pellets doesn't mean stronger necessarily. So okay, that, that makes sense. Sure, makes yeah, perfect sense. Yeah. Um, when asked what was in the pellets, Massey replied, "This is from the COVID nineteen. It's made from this disease particles themselves." Where is she uh, getting her COVID? <laughs> I do not know what the exact process Where is for is that. Where is she getting this COVID nineteen? <laughs> As long as they can extract the germs from the virus, they can make the remedy. With this method, we are tapping into what's known as the innate immune system. That's like our higher intelligence part of the immune system. Oh, no. I have no it. idea where she's getting these pellets. No, no one. The feds don't clarify where she's getting these. We have but that's, no clue. That's the perfect way to frame it because all these idiots already believe in like the you only use ten percent of your brain. Yeah. you know your innate intelligence, your instincts know more than like you know book learning can ever like. So yeah, I get why this works. Okay. So, uh, do you know who doesn't sell COVID nineteen pellets? Uh, <laughs> we, I mean, we ought to. We could. We, we could. We could. She made a lot of money. I. We could too, Sophie. We're getting into the COVID nineteen pellet business. We are not. <laughs> yeah, we're selling pellets. Go back to talking about your cocaine dealer. I liked that better. Mail us money. I will send you pellets, and I will use it. To buy cocaine. There we go. And that's the <laughs>
The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild mini-games. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless, when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com behind. That's mintmobile.com behind. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com behind. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower, above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. We back. We are we are indeed back and I'm online trying to order disease particle pellets and see see how much I can sell them for on the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a, a you boom. want some pellets? <laughs> hey kid, hey kid, want some want some cola pellets? I don't know the exact process for it, but as long as they extract the germs, it works. I put a virus in them, eat it, eat it a lot. <laughs> Take as many as you want. <laughs> Lifelong immunity. It might make you sick, but that's fine. That just means it's working. <laughs> Oh, you hear it. Okay. Um, back to the DHA report. Um, quote, Mazi also provided CDC COVID-19 vaccination record cards to her customers with instructions on how to fraudulently complete the cards to, fals- to falsely make it appear as if a customer had received two doses of the Moderna vaccine. As a part of her scheme, Mazi provided customers with specific Napa, California Moderna vaccine lot numbers to enter onto the cards with instructions on how to select the purported dates on which they had received the Moderna vaccines to evade suspicion. Um, the CDC confirmed to federal investigators that that actual Moderna lot numbers were used, um, but the CDC and the California Health Department have no don't know how Mazi got them because like she's not authorized to distribute or give out vaccines, so like they don't know where she got these numbers from. I mean, she probably just knows someone who told her or something, but like it's it's kind of unclear what exactly happened for how she got these cards and how she got these numbers. Um, yeah. So the original tipster who 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 tipped off uh, the feds um, got a dose of these pellets over the phone from Mazzy for uh, for like a, a single dose of them. Doses we're unclear how many pellets that is, but you know a dose for uh, two hundred and forty three dollars. Um, now we don't know how many people purchased immediately these COVID immunization pellets from from Mazzy. But um, according to financial records, uh, federal investigators obtained from Square, which is like a, a digital payment processing company, um, Mazi received approximately $221,000 from uh, over 1,000 transactions between January 2020 um, and, uh, and, uh, and May of 2021. Um, most, most of those transaction records do not note specifically what the payments were for, um, at least 25 of them, uh, that total to be like... Uh, almost eight grand are indicated to be for COVID treatment, and thirty-four other transactions are noted for being for um, homeopathic treatment, and you know this, these like these like pellet-related purchases. Um, on July fourteenth uh, of twenty twenty-one, uh, uh, Julie Mazzi was arrested, and she's been charged with one count of uh, wire fraud and one count of making false statements related to public care matters. She's the first person to face federal charges related to allegedly selling fake vaccines and cards. Uh, she could face up to 20 years in prison, and she is, uh, she is facing hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in fines at the moment. Um, but the thing is, like, there's a lot more doctors who are doing the exact same thing. This is, this is, this is just the first one to get, like, caught and in trouble. Like, this, this, is, this yeah. isn't an uncommon thing. You can find this in basically every city. Like every major American city, you can find someone doing this exact thing, um, and I'm like, and they 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 don't even have to be doctors. Like back in May, um, an owner of a bar got arrested on state charges for faking and selling vaccination cards, uh, quoting the uh, New York Times. "Quote: A California bar owner was arrested this week on charges that he had sold fake COVID nineteen vaccination cards at his business." Prosecutors say the owner, Todd Anderson of uh, Acampo, California, cool. 
uh, well, was arrested and charged with identity <laughs> theft, forging government documents, and falsifying medical records, and having un- an unloaded, unregistered unreg- firearm. Um, the the COVID vaccine bar scam was also found out by someone tipping off the uh, the California um, Alcohol Beverage Board. Um, so yeah, like this 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 thing is hap- We're getting like new stories about people selling these fake cards every month. Of course, you can, fi- you can find a lot of these on like eBay and stuff. Those are hard to, harder to kind of crack down on. Um, but yeah, like this this isn't a super uncommon thing. Um, but like as bad as people like Dr. Mazi are, at least their damage is relatively isolated. You know, like sh- she had over twelve thousand followers on Facebook, but she wasn't trying to become like a social media figure or anything. She, she didn't even yeah. really she, she she didn't even like she didn't even like talk about COVID. Or, or her homeopathic, like, p- pellets um, on her page because, you know, she knew she was doing crimes. Um, but it's like, she, she, she didn't talk about that kind of stuff. Um, not the same case for the next guy we are talking about. Um, the next guy we're talking about is uh, Dr. Michael Yeadon. Um, my my, 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 my uh, old parkour friend actually t- uh, told me about this guy. And for the past few months, we uh, for the past the past month, we've been kind of like trying to dig as much information up about this guy as possible because he has a weird thing going on. Um, so, Doctor Doctor Michael Eden um, is commonly referred to as the former vice president of Pfizer and the former chief science officer there. Uh, that, that, that's that, that's what he's called in the media. That's, that's, that's not it's not totally true, but it's it's true enough that people can use that to be convincing. Um, and, uh, in the beginning of April of 2020, he, he started his crusade against both COVID vaccines and like trying to uncover the hidden truth about the pandemic in general. Now he is like a slippery little bastard. Like his, his intentions are pretty muddy. Even after looking into him, you know, a lot for the past few weeks, like all of the interviews he has going through his, his like archives, Twitter, it's I don't know what exactly his grift is. I, I I don't know if he's like a true believer in what he's saying, or he's just trying to like find a new a, a thing to make money. It's he's he's like a super weird dude. Um, but the, the the one thing that's clear is that last April something changed in 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 in, in Eden. Like he became like a different person. Um, a, a, it's always a, sad when people a little change. Yeah, it's like something happened which either caused him to snap or he saw financial, you know, prospect. Um, so uh, first, a, a little background on Eden himself. Um, he's, he's currently married and he has two adult uh, children. Um, and he's, he's talked openly about having a tough childhood. He said his, uh, his, his mother committed suicide when he was only 18 months old. And his father, who was also a doctor, abandoned him when he was 16. Um, he was saved by a, a local uh, social worker and adopted by a Jewish family. Um, who apparently, like he says, like turned his life around. Um, in in the in the in the eighties, Yin was a student at the University of Sur- Surrey. So that's a place in the in the England part of the world. Um, <laughs> so he, he he was a student there. He he got a bachelor's in biochemistry. Did you just say ta- the England part of the world? Yeah, in like like that section on like the other yeah. side. Yeah, in the um, England part of the world. Yeah, we know where it is. It's 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 in a town called. Guildford or something. I'm so I don't know. sorry, yeah, Jake. Probably Hanrahan. pronounced completely different than that, but the British have been it saying sound, everything wrong. It sounds. Forever. It sounds fake. Um, yeah, it all is. But so yeah, he, so he received sorry, a bachelor's. Jake. No, we never apologize to British people. I apologize Sophie. to Hanrahan. Well, I do not. <laughs> no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, 
He, he received a bachelor's in, in biochemistry and toxicology in 1985, and he got a PhD in pharmacology in 1988. Um, during his time at the university, he was researching opioids and how they affect the central nervous system. Um, after graduating, uh, he worked at a drug and allergenic research lab in the UK for a few years, and then in 1995, he began working for Pfizer UK. Um, and by 2006, he did become the chief science officer and vice president of the allergy and respiratory R&D department. So not, not Pfizer as a whole, this specific small department. But that doesn't really matter, because when you talk about this like in media, you can just say the former VP of Pfizer, and then you're like, oh, wow, the former vice president is saying that vaccines are killing people. We should listen to him. Uh, which, I mean, he, he didn't. He, he, he was work the, the unit he worked on was developing drugs to treat asthma. Um, and like respiratory obstructions. Um, so he, 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 he was like the head of like the allergy unit. Most of the reporting about Pfizer and him, uh, say that he, that he left in 2011 is technically true, but I think paints a slightly different distorted picture. Um, there was a, there, there was, there was an old Forbes article written by one of his former friends, uh, back in 2017 that, uh, talks about, uh, that talks about Ian and his, 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 uh, break off from Pfizer. Uh, quote, Dr. Michael Ian, the 17-year-old Pfizer veteran and Pfizer's R&D and, and, and head of Pfizer's R&D unit for the allergy section in Sandwich, England. Okay. Again, not a real place. S Sandwich, England? Yeah. No. No, they're fucking with us. They're fucking with us. <laughs> no, it's no way. fucking with us for years. But anyway, uh, so um, Mike was told in the fall of 2010 that Pfizer was closing the allergy and respiratory disease program and his own role as the chief science officer of the group was being eliminated. Rather than seek employment elsewhere, Mike had other ideas. So he, he didn't like leave Pfizer. His whole branch got dissolved and he like he his 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 job got eliminated. Um, and instead of trying to find new work at Pfizer, he had the idea to start his own research company. Um, after talking after talking to some of the higher ups at Pfizer, he got permission to license uh, like Pfizer compounds, like like you know like the actual chemicals they use and like and you know molecules and stuff. Um, so and eventually he found some investors in the U.S. and he actually got he actually got the Pfizer investing board to also invest in in his in his new company. So he he eventually got enough capital to get started. Um, quoting Forbes again, at this point the virtual company known as Ziarco. They all, they pick the worst names for these biotech companies. It's they're all absolutely nonsense. Um, but the company, now known as Ziarco, was off and running. The team focused on its most promising asset, the ZPL three eight nine, an orally active um, histamine that is used to treat eczema. So he worked. So uh, this guy started this company that was working on. Uh, eczema medications for a few years um and then in 2017 five years after he started the company uh, the switzerland-based pharmaceutical company novartis again were terrible names um novartis no, Novar yeah, yeah like the, 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 they're, yeah. They're, they're they're actually pretty big uh but i just don't yeah. know how to say biotech company names because they're nonsense um but they they bought eden's company uh, for an upfront payment of 325 million dollars um and they promised to pay another $95 million if certain milestones in the drug treatments were achieved. Uh, they, they were counting on the anti-eczema drug to be a hit, and they claimed it had the potential to be like a new first-class oral treatment uh, to moderate to severe eczema. Now, it's unclear how much money Yeadon himself made from the acquisition, 
Um, but in January 2020, he tweeted that uh, he made like millions off of off of the off of the founding and growing of this tech company, uh, which which is which is true. Like he 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 made a lot of money. Like he 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 didn't he probably didn't keep all 300 million, but he he got a sizable fortune. Um, then uh, uh actually in in last July uh Novartis whatever uh the Novartis this, Novartis disclosed that it had, you know it's bad when I'm correcting your pronunciation I, look I don't know how to <laughs> he, it's a Switzerland based <laughs> biotech company I that's there's too many languages and too many nonsense for me for me to know I'm how to fairly pronounce. certain when we hired you we asked do you speak Switzerland and you said yes that was the, that so, was the first and only question we asked first your, and only uh, question yeah so but Last last July, uh, the company uh, disclosed that it had discontinued the the experimental um, eczema um, clinical development program, and had to, had to had to take an almost five hundred million dollar write down on it. Um, they said uh, the a spokesperson for the company said that they decided to terminate the program after disappointing efficiency data in the early stage clinical trials. So they bought this company in hope that this drug would be, would be the next big thing. Turns out the drug doesn't work, um, and you didn't got tons of money out of the deal. So. He he wins. No one else does. Um, and also, while he was doing uh, his own work at at his company, he also was working as a consultant for a few different for a few different uh, U.S. based biotech companies. Um, and he hasn't really been up to much since he sold his company. in In, in twenty eighteen, he said he had to like partially retire due to medical issues. But also, that was just that was a year after he made tons of money selling his company. So he could just be like done. Cause, like he's like. In his fifties or sixties or whatever, so like he can just not work anymore because he sure. has probably, has, probably has hundreds, like at least a hundred million dollars, like so much money. Um, uh, which now leads us to the plague. Um, during during the first few months of the pandemic, Eden seemed like a normal doctor, like a normal guy with no weird conspiracy theories. Um, in March of twenty twenty, as the coronavirus was raging on in the UK. Uh, Eden would publicly express support for developing a vaccine. He tweeted out that, uh, quote, COVID-19 is not going away until we have a vaccine or herd immunity. All that we can do right now is slow its spread. A week later, he tweeted, uh, quote, a vaccine might might be along towards the end of 2021 if we're really lucky. Um, you know, someone on Twitter you know, replied to him saying that vaccines harm many, many people. And Eden replied, OK, please refuse it, but do not impede its flow or uh, or 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 or, uh, or try to get others who want to get it, choose to not get it. Thanks. So he just seems like a normal doctor man who's like, no, yeah, vaccines work. This pandemic is bad. We just need to stop. Yeah. We need to stop the spread right now. And that's it. So like nothing, nothing of note. Someone named uh, Mathai Manman, who is the wow. global head of research and development for Will a Will Garrison pronounce any names correctly? No, I think, of course I think that's, he's not, because he I lied think that's to us correct. at his intake exam. The, the name yeah. is spelled... This they, they must spell math AI and then mammon, which is ma'am, then men. It's I, I mean, think I bet you it's Matai Garrison. Jesus Christ. Oh, Stop shitting is. all over Swiss culture, I, Garrison. I can't. Yeah, that probably is. Garrison that. probably huh. doesn't know how to use Excel either. He's just like. He, I use Google. Oh, I, I, I use Google Sheets. And you've never seen Wayne's World either. Now yeah, yeah, yeah that's Garrison. just <laughs> the youth these days. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, the 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 head of research and development for the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical division of Johnson and Johnson posted a link on uh, LinkedIn last year um, that his company had started clinical trials of vaccine, and Eden responded, "Lovely, nice, nice to see this milestone." So, like again, n- normal normal doctor man, nothing nothing weird. And then April came, and the UK's lockdown got extended, 
And as soon as the lockdown got extended in April, Eden started to drastically change his tone around the whole pandemic. Um, he grew increasingly frustrated about the lockdown extension and began ranting online about how lockdowns don't work and how uh, and how the early state and he began the early stages of crafting his own conspiracy theories about go- about go- governmental control and fake COVID testing. So something happened in August that either broke him or he was. He figured that he can make money off this. I don't know which it is because he already had lots of money. He um, had, I mean, you know, he's an older guy. Some people you get, you have little, I've heard theories that some men as they age, they have these little bitty micro strokes that usually aren't like noticed or diagnosed. And it leads to, because like a lot of guys have these weird personality shifts when they get past a certain age and, you know, get it. I don't know. Maybe he's having a bunch of little bitty strokes is what I'm saying. Yeah, so Reuters put together a pretty good piece talking about um, how how the Reuters. type of things Reuters cares. Reuters, it's not it's it's Jeez. not Reuters. Oh no, it's Reuters. God. Really? <laughs> wow. Reuters. Why did they spell it like that then? Because it's pronounced Reuters. Ro- Ro- oh, right. She didn't grow up with the TV on. You never like listen no. to TV news. I grew up in Reuters a cult. Says. <laughs> I grew yeah, up with a yeah, cult okay. that I learned, I learned spelling from Christian fascist propaganda. Yes, it's Reuters. And the AP is an app. It's not app? No. It's not it's, the app store? It's not the app oh, store. That's okay. a different store. Just, right. to, just so you know that in Australia, a rooter is actually somebody who, uh, who fucks a lot. Yeah, I hate it. It is. No, no idea. That's rooting. Yep. Yeah. And other fun Australia fact, they call drugs, I think particularly meth, gear. <laughs> cool. Which I have always found cool. I like that. I think that's pretty rad, actually. Yeah. Um, anyway, Reuters. I can't. There's, there, there's no O. There's no O in the word. Reuters? Reuters. All right. Yeah, well, Reuters. yeah, but there's no I in team, and we still pronounce it Tim. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Reuters put together a piece trying to, like, break down how Yeadon started changing his tone on certain things. Um, uh, quote, when Britain was still in its first lockdown last spring, he, de- uh, he declared, quote, there's nothing especially uh, 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 frightening about COVID-19. It will all fade away. It's just a common garden virus to which the world overreacted. I mean, that was a pretty common, you know, anti-COVID sentiment at the time. Like, oh, it's just like the cold. Um, and also he predicted in a subsequent tweet that it was, quote, unlikely that the death toll in the UK would reach 40,000, which uh, that that thing is. Almost no, it's tripled. not much higher than 40,000, right? Let's just Google here. Almost quadrupled since then. Death toll UK. Oh, yeah, just 130,000. Okay, That's yeah. Basically 40,000. Uh huh. Um, yeah, so in April, he started changing his tone about things. And then by September of 2020, Eden's statements were starting to attract attention beyond just Twitter. Um, at the time, a movement had emerged in Britain against lockdowns and other restrictions meant to curb the disease. He, and he co-authored a lengthy piece on a, a website called Lockdown Skeptics. Um, mm. It declared that the pandemic as an event in the UK was essentially complete and that there is, quote, no biological principle that, le- that leads us to expect a second wave. Mm. Uh, Britain soon entered a much more deadly second wave about like a week or two later. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like things you shouldn't say are there won't be a second wave, you know. This yes. ship is unsinkable. That sort of stuff. Avoid those statements. 
So, like, looking at his old tweets, you either see a man, like, purposely switching to bad faith, or you see a man, like, radicalizing himself by constructing false suppositions and then insisting that that's the way things are and that everyone else's perceptions are wrong. Like, like here's a tweet from, like, May of 2020. Quote, there isn't going to be a second wave. Professional epidemiologists, as those such in Sweden, know this. It's biologically and mathematically impossible in the UK, since, since, since a large portion of people badly hit by, in, in badly hit countries have already had the virus. So, like, he creates these, like, false realities, and then when the world does not follow mm-hmm. his, like, bad math or logic, he thinks that there's some grand conspiracy making things go wrong because he's convinced that what he's saying is true. Or he's acting in bad faith. Um, it's, it's, it's... Yeah, little A, little B. Probably, yeah, pro- pro- probably like, uh, he's acting more in bad faith now, but I think back in 2020, I think he was actually just kind of yeah. radicalizing himself. Um... Yeah, that makes sense. So in in October, he wrote a second article for LockdownSkeptic.org, where he says, quote, there's absolutely no need for vaccines to to extinguish the pandemic. I've never heard such nonsense talked about vaccines. You do not need to vaccinate people who are not at risk from a disease. So if that that doesn't make any sense to you, good, it shouldn't. See, because Yedin believes that at the beginning of the pandemic, somewhere between 30 and 50 percent of people were already immune from COVID-19. Because it's a coronavirus, and we've had those before. He's he's written that, he's written that even the common cold will probably make you immune immune from COVID nineteen. Now oh, that's God. not how things work uh, at all. But that doesn't matter. Um, everyone's bad at everything. Yeah. So yes. Uh, at that, so at, at this point, he's ranted on Twitter a lot and written two very bad easily debunked articles on a very reputable website, Lockdown Skeptic. Um, But, like, no one knew who he was at this point. He was just, like, some dude screaming into the void. Um, Until late October, when the Daily Mail gave him the opportunity to write a column. Uh, So, Eden, in October, wrote a column for the Daily Mail, headlined, Three Facts the Number 10 Experts Got Wrong. Dr. Michael Eaton says claims that they're, that the majority of population is susceptible to COVID are false. That only seven that's only seven percent of inve- infected people are false, and that the and that the virus death rate of one percent are false. So he wrote this this big thing, and it it basically it, it largely just repeats the lies that Eaton wrote in his two previous lockdown skeptic articles, but slightly repackaged in a more digestible language. Yeah, um, the largest news paper. The largest news paper in the world. It declared yeah. that the deaths caused by COVID nineteen, which then totaled about forty five uh, hundred, uh, then totaled forty five thousand in Britain, uh, which Ian thinks is a gross, a gross overestimate. But he, he thinks he thinks that they'll fizzle out anyway, and that we should be immediately allowed to resume to normal life. Um, of course, since then it's killed a lot, a lot more people. Um, but the Daily Mail op ed went viral among you know the expected corners of the internet because like it's the thing like F- Pfizer VP says that. These these things that the experts are saying are all wrong. Um, the AP did a piece on uh, app as as we call it. Did a piece <laughs> on uh, that discussed the uh, the the impact of Eden's column. Um, quote: Screenshots of the article have amassed hundreds of thousands of views on Facebook and Instagram by accounts opposing masks and vaccination. Several posts echoed Eden's comments with claims that the COVID pandemic is over. So like he he at this point he just he just wanted lockdowns and masks to stop that, that's what that's what he was claiming he, he he had a whole bunch of fake claims about you know the science of things but like what he wanted out of it was just to people to go back to normal um and some 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 social media posts circulating 
suggested that Yidin's opinions were credible because he because of his role as the former uh, former chief scientist of of the fight of the Pfizer allergy respiratory section. Um, you know, one quote on Facebook said, "Here we have it: the company making the vaccine says the pandemic uh. is over, and healthy people do not need a vaccine." So, well, yeah, it's the uh. thing like. You you know you you only need like one small thing that you can then extrapolate into a into like a catchy yeah. bit, and then it's then it becomes the company making the vaccine it, says the pandemic is over and healthy and healthy people do not need vaccinations. Yeah, it's like I mean there this there, this problem keeps recurring itself. There's that guy at that town hall Biden did who like asked him, you know, as a talked about how as a small business owner, uh, the the different uh uh government like welfare programs were hurting his business and stuff and you look it up and it's like well he owns 29 restaurants and he's just angry that he he has to pay people more um because like, he was bitching about having to increase pay and like as a small business owner i can't afford it and it's like yeah you, dude you own almost 30 restaurants go f- you're not a small but but all that gets put across yeah. and like the fucking uh soundbite is like biden's hurting small business owners or whatever nobody ever does any additional work that's all you need to be able to say is like yeah, guy, not on facebook uh, the head of Pfizer's, pfizer's virology lab says it's over exactly it's like well no he was years ago and he's and he wasn't even he wasn't even in the, wasn't even the virology lab it was the it was the allergy lab yeah, it wasn't but that like, lab but like, like yeah but that was that was what was repeated you know um yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. It, it, facebook is a hellhole of death um yeah and yep well in in later news do what do you have anything you want us to sell robert um i have a book it's called after the revolution you can find it for free we're, we're not like done i'm doing an COVID. ad break oh you're doing an ad break yeah. jesus no we still Harrison, we have a lot of bad shit to talk about still <laughs> you can't do that to me <laughs> garrison i was implying that you wanted to sell dick pe- ad is dick pellets someone who's gonna punish dick, you dick pellets ads you're in trouble okay for this and for the swiss thing swiss thing rooter rooters <laughs> god damn it the evidence keeps pouring in at this point the facts are undeniable it's an open and shut case monopoly go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild minigames. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. 
Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're back. Sophie and I are laughing at Garrison. We have to talk more. I have to say some British names here, so bear with me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know. They're the worst, right? Anything British is so much worse. These ones are actually... And we came from them. You're even more directly British than I am. And my God, we can't get... Like, it's easier to talk about fucking Ukrainian names than British ones. These names aren't aren't actually that bad. Um, But so, soon after his Daily Mail piece, uh, the British House of Commons had had a debate about the government's response to the pandemic, and a parliamentarian named Richard Drax called Eden an imminent scientist and cited cool and, and it is a cool name um yeah. and but he cited his he cited that he cited the view that the vaccine that the virus is both manageable and nearing its end um and by november yeden started appearing in videos for anti-lockdown groups um online primarily on facebook so he was he was filming videos in his garage for uh for for uh, these different you know, anti-lockdown groups as the discussion of the upcoming Pfizer vaccine picked up, the optics of like the ex-VP of Pfizer um, helped Yeadon gain a dedicated following. Um, one Facebook post carries a video from uh, November in which Yeadon claims that the pandemic is fun- fu- fundamentally over and the post has been viewed over a million times. His, his videos on Facebook are extremely popular. Um, and they're shared by various pages, you know, lots of like COVID um, hesitancy pages, a lot of COVID skeptic pages, a lot of vaccine skeptic pages, a lot of like Patriot pages, you know, all these types of things because he's like becoming their new celebrity because he's, you know, the ex VP of Pfizer. Um, 
So as, as December came and Pfizer and Moderna were about to release their vaccines for, for doctors, Eden uh-huh. made a very hard pivot to a, like, to a complete focus on anti-COVID vaccine rhetoric. Um, on December 1st of 2020, Eden and a German doctor named Wolfgang, oh boy, uh, Wolfgang Wodarg, Wodarg, Wodarg. Wolfgang Wodarg. Yeah, that works. Um, him. Yeah. They, they filed an application and a petition with the European Medicine Agency and the FDA for the immediate suspension of all COVID vaccination studies, in particular the biotech and Pfizer one. Um, quoting, quoting the petition, the current study designs for phase two and three trials of the Pfizer vaccine are inadequate to adequately ex- uh, assess effectively, uh, effective, effectiveness. Effectiveness. Wow, I do not know how to say that word. Effectivecy. That is weird. Efficacy? Cut. Yeah, maybe. Cut that. Efficacy. It's yeah. efficacy, Garrison. Cool. No, you keep, we're keeping this in. No, cut that. <laughs> Somebody else has to be in, mocked for not pronouncing things right. The petition. It's efficacy, Garrison. The petitioner Jesus. and public will suffer, will suffer irreparable harm if the actions requested therein are not granted. Because once the FDA licenses the COVID 19 vaccination, both governments and employees will make the product mandatory in, in general for air, and in general for airline or international travel. If the assignment of cases and non-cases during the course of the trial is not accurate, the vaccine will not have been properly tested. The vaccine, if the vaccine is not properly tested, important public policy decisions regarding its use will be based on misleading evidence. So basically, he wanted to stop COVID vaccine testing because he thought the vaccine would pass the test. And if the vaccine passes the test, the people will start getting vaccinated. Um, oh, God. Doesn't, logic doesn't fully compute, but, you know, it, it, he, he's doing it for his own, for his own ends. Um, but there was one particular part of the 40-page-long petition application thing that really caught on and has had lasting effects. Um, in the letter, uh, Yeadon and the German uh, doctor man uh, stated that the Pfizer vaccine blocks a protein that's key in the formation of the placenta in mammals. They claim that, if, they claim that it's possible that women who receive the vaccine could become infertile. So that is where the vaccine causes sterilization thing started from. It, it all comes back to this guy and his little application. Um, this got reported by tons of, you know, not very reputable outlets, but it's still very influential. You know, ex-head ex, ex of Pfizer uh, uh, says that COVID vaccine causes female sterilization. Is you know, the types of posts and headlines from, you know, quack sites yeah. that, got, that got very popular. Um, Google searches for COVID vaccine and infertility skyrocketed by over, over 70% in the days after this, this petition thing got posted. Um, quoting... Reuters, uh, it's impossible to measure the impact of Yin's claim that COVID-19 vaccinations could cause female infertility. Anecdotally, anecdotally though, many women have bought in. Bon- Bonnie Jacobson, a waitress in Brooklyn, New York, can't recall where she first ho- heard about the fertility issue, but she, but she told us that it has made her decision more hesitant to take the vaccine, as she'd like to have a child sooner than later. That's, that's my main concern, she said. Let more research come out. After initially declining to get vaccinated, she said... Um, she got fired at the tavern she works at. So this, the, the, the whole fertility thing really, really caught on. Um, Bl- Bloomberg News. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it, it, it's, you're already so scared when you get pregnant, right? Because like suddenly you, you yeah. got this, this thing growing in you, you're gonna, trying to make a person, like there's a lot of scary things about that. And it's just so easy for people to, um, to slide right in there. Yes. With their bullshit, and it's very frustrating. 
Bloomberg News put together a piece tracking COVID misinformation in Asia uh, the, like the, the, the past few months. And they, they note that claims originated by Yidin have caught on and spread way beyond just, you know, Yidin's writing and videos. You know, like the stuff he's saying is now just being repeated by other people. Um, this past May, following uh, following Eden's path, uh, like a dozen Singapore doctors wrote an open letter questioning the safety of the mRNA vaccines, including a claim that the shots would change one's DNA. So, like, you see a lot of the stuff that Eden started talking about is getting talked about by other doctors who are then making you know similar like petitions and stuff in their local areas. Um, yeah, things here in the states are going about as well as you would expect with this type of stuff because Eden has turned into a new anti-vax like. celebrity he's like he's the new big guy um uh reuters points out that like references to yeden's petition appear on the website of a group founded by influential vaccine skeptic robert f kennedy jr um who has been recently Uh, banned from instagram uh if only sirhan sirhan had had more bullet well he was a kid back then still either way yeah um and uh there was a uh, another uh popular vaccine skeptic um um Mikhail uh, Malkin reported that uh, uh, Yedin's, uh, shared Yedin's concern about fertility issues in a column last month under the, under the headline, Pregnant Woman, Beware the COVID Shots. Um, and a blog post with an alarmist headline, Head of Pfizer Research, COVID Vaccine is Female Sterilization, which shared thousands of times on Facebook. Um, he, got, he got very popular in December and January for this particular kind of thing that he fabricated. Um, a lot of his former colleagues at Pfizer say like they no longer recognize like Eden as the guy they, they once knew. You know, they, they, they used to describe him as like a knowledgeable and intelligent who was who was, you know, very evidence based um, and generally didn't like to be like in the public eye very much. Um, an old friend of his who holds a degree in molecular biology um, uh, replied to a post Eden made on Twitter because in December Eden made a post on Twitter with a with a sign that said ditch the mask and yin's old friend was like mike what the hell are you actively trying to kill people do you realize that what you're doing is wrong and your suggestion will result in deaths um and he had like a a number of other friends from pfizer who have who have you know talked about how they used to have like coffee with him and had a good time that he always seemed knowledgeable and intelligent and a good scientist um and i obviously disagree with mike and his most most recent views uh this does not sound like the guy i knew 20 years ago so like a lot of a lot of weird weird stuff. Um, all of all of his old coworkers and colleagues are just baffled. Um, an, an, another another old friend of his was uh, recounted here recounted hearing Eden in a radio interview last year. "Quote: There there was a tone in his voice that was nothing like I've ever remembered of Mike. Uh, he was very angry and very bitter. Um, yeah. So it is." It's it's it, there's a lot a lot of his friends are just extremely confused, um, and yeah. uh, and er, earlier this year a, a a group of his former Pfizer colleagues um, wrote wrote him like a private letter um, and a, a version of it was sent to um, was sent to Reuters. Uh, one section reads, um, "We've become." You're act- going to keep calling it Reuters the whole episode. I thought I, I thought about it and I decided against it for this yeah. particular one. Um, I can go back later if we want. Um, but, quote, we have become acutely aware of your views on COVID-19 over the past few months. The single-mindedness, lack of scientific rigor, and one-sided interpretation and of often poor quality data is far removed from the Michael Eden we once respected and enjoyed working with. Uh, they also noted his, you know, vast following on, so- on, on, on social media and the claim that infertility has spread globally. Um, and they ended it by saying, we're very worried that you're putting people's health at risk. So, Eden's particular background gives him so much... 
so much potential danger, you know, even, even more than like, um, you know, the guy who started the Renaissance in, in, in anti-vaccine stuff. I mean, like he's, he, that guy's responsible for a lot of deaths too, but like, because of his, because of Ian's connection to Pfizer, he has like a lot of optics potential for these types of like conspiracy theory sites and, and anti-vax sites. Um, and since January, as COVID vaccinations have become more available, Eden's gotten fully drawn in into the anti-vax and conspiracy theory media ecosystem. Um, in March of 2021, it was announced that he was going to be headlining the Awakening World Truth Summit. It's like the big conspiracy theory convention. Um, it was, it's been previously headlined by the likes of Alex Jones and David Icke. Um, I, 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 I watched his panel. Uh, it was very bad. Um, and then in May, June, and July, he has really kicked up the number of interviews for like podcasts and, do- and documentaries. Um, and he's starting to give like a lot of like in-person speeches at like rallies and stuff. Um, I've, I've watched tons of hours of his speeches and stuff, and he's getting better at public speaking. He's, he's like, he's like, he's, he's developing a set of talking points that really get like a reaction out of people. Um, like he's figuring out like what things he says can get people the most, the most like riled up. And then he's like, you know, polishing different sections of, of speeches so he can like be a much better, you know, and much more influential speaker. Um, his current kind of greatest hits, uh, of like claims that he's saying, uh, uh, the his his probably the one he says the most is about um, asymptomatic infection. Um, he thinks that if you are not symptomatic, you cannot transmit any disease. He he thinks that like lo- lockdowns are pointless because the only way you can tra- transmit disease is if you are showing symptoms. Otherwise, you're not actually sick. That's the thing he repeats all the time. Um, and he thinks that lockdown because of because of this false yeah. claim that he's convinced himself of, he thinks that uh, uh, like the, the lockdowns are just like a government plot to control us and you know conspiracy x x x x x whatever. Um, an- another one of his favorites is saying that variants aren't actually a problem because they either don't really exist or they're so similar to the initial strain that everyone should have immunity by now anyway. And we already know that that's not how COVID immunity works in the first place. Like like there were people who got sick at the beginning of the pandemic who got COVID again, like not, yeah. not long after, like that's, that's not how it works, but that does not matter to, uh, to, to, to Eden. Um, and then besides all the stuff we've already mentioned, um, cause relatively a lot of people, uh, because so many people have gotten at least one dose by now, he Eden has kind of switched to talk, from talking about vaccines to talking about booster shots a lot. He he insists that booster shots will kill you. He thinks that he thinks that booster shots aren't a thing, and they were invented specifically for this pandemic to kill people. Um, in late t- April 2021, in an hour-long interview, um, Eden, as as described as the former vice president and chief scientist advisor. Um, he, a video of him went viral on, on Facebook, uh, claiming that that the global government-led vaccine rollouts were a ploy to initiate a mass depopulation event. Um, specifically, Yeen said that re- uh, recipients of the booster shots will die within two years. So he is, he's had this mass depopulation kind of thing going on ever since April. That's kind of been another one of his things he talks about a lot um, in terms of, you know, Govern, g- governmental control is like all the governments decided to invent COVID at the same time and they're planning something to depopulate the masses or whatever this is the kind of things he's talking about now um he like he does think that like covid's real 
he just thinks that most of us are already immune because we've already had a common cold before, or he thinks right. that the treatments are extremely manageable. Like, like he's he's a big supporter of hydroxychloroquine. He thinks that he he thinks that that like can save everybody. He's like the fact that people the fact the fact the fact that the fact that doctors have not been giving that out means that doctors should be prosecuted for crimes because they're willfully not giving out this life saving drug. Um, and the last thing he's been harping on a lot is vaccine passports um and he's he's still going on about this saying like vaccine passports are the end of liberal democracy and he's like constantly saying like next week vaccine passport va- vaccine passports are going to happen you know it's, it's it's always upcoming like we're always just on the curb of making this vaccine passport thing i mean we yeah, have they must be really psyched over macron's latest news yeah he is losing his mind yeah I'll bet. he is yeah. he is not he's not doing uh he is yeah i mean he's he's getting a lot of press he's getting a lot of interviews in you know uh, you know um, obscure podcasts but podcasts that have like a big following though because like you know this is this is a very popular corner of the internet um so yeah videos of his speeches and interviews have gone extremely extremely popular on facebook and instagram with tens and tens of thousands of views sometimes millions um on on the platform despite facebook's effort to remove such content um even and even when they do remove the content that doesn't make things a whole lot better because I found that many people, instead of just posting videos straight to Facebook, are now sharing BitChute links um, to, to, to videos of Eden talking about all of this shit. Um, one BitChute link uh, I found that I, uh, this, is like, this is like an hour-long video, just passed over 300,000 views. I think it, it got like 50,000 views in the past week. Um, and that particular video on BitChute ends in a pretty disturbing way. Um, and I've seen oh, no. Yeadon have the same discussion in various interviews since then. Um, I'm gonna gonna quote, gonna gonna do a dramatic reading of the end of end of Yeadon's video here. Um, the Nazi doctors were pretty much all hanged for their crimes against humanity, and I'm sorry to say that NHS doctors who are administering these agents, vaccines, to people who are not at risk from the virus, because he believes people aren't at risk because they're already immune, um, and are not telling them that they are experimental, are also breaching the Nuremberg Code, and I believe they're Nuremberg. Do- Nuremberg. Right, no, we're, 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 we're not Nur- glossing Nuremberg. 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 Mm, no. Nuremberg. My mouth doesn't like so I, I I have there's something happened to me as a kid and I had weird I, I have a very narrow palate and extremely high top of my mouth and it makes hey, a do. lot of pronunciation extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Now I could have had this fixed as a kid, but I didn't. Um, Is that your excuse, Garrison, yes. for not being able to say Nuremberg? Yeah, that's my excuse for not being able to say, not being able to say Nuremberg. <laughs> Robert, Nuremberg. what's your Nuremberg. excuse for not being able to say Ariana Grande or Beyonce? I've never heard of either of those people. And he closes this quote by saying that, you know, they are they are breaching the code and I think there should be a Nuremberg too. And mm-hmm. that's the thing he talks about a lot and in interviews he talks about how hanging of NHS doctors are like just around the corner. Like we're going to have to like oh. we're going to have to like put these people on trial and hang them publicly for their crimes. And that's the, the good news is, thing. if it really is a sequel to Nuremberg, almost no one responds. Uh-huh. Will be exactly, that's the thing. <laughs> like I got bad news about what happened to this Nazi doctor. Yeah. <laughs> not all of them are hanged. News about the Einsatzgruppe. <laughs> um, and he also gives like impassioned pleas for like trying to spread this type of Im- information. Um, find other people like you who aren't quite sure but are suspicious. Find people. Find f- find someone else to talk to 
and um, and if you and if you find someone that says, "Oh, I'm glad you said that because I was I thought I thought all this was lies too," then both of you can go find a third person. And once you've woken up and realized that you're being lied to, it's very frightening. Find someone else who feels the same. Don't be afraid to be a little bit wrong. The people around you don't know any better than you do. If they're experts, and they probably won't be, but if they are, they'll be able to tell what you're saying is actually true. And if they, like you, are just are just suspicious but not really experts, then they're not really going to be able to tell that you're wrong. So if you think something's wrong, you're right. Go, t- go tell someone else who feels the same. Never look back. It's your last chance to rescue your own liberty and your children's and your grandchildren's. So none of that makes any sense. Totally baffling. Because, like, he's talking about don't be afraid to be a little bit wrong about the things you're spreading. So, like, that was one of the most bizarre ends of his video because it's like he's telling people to be wrong about these things and he almost knows it. Because, like, ever since April, he has just gone fully down this, this, climb, this like, conspiracy rabbit hole. He is, like, he is becoming the new celebrity in this corner of the internet. And that's, that's kind of how he's developed into a person. Um, uh, we're going to end with some slight, slightly good news. Um, on, on this last February, uh, some old tweets of his surfaced. Um, who's uh, by, by then Ian's account had almost a hundred thousand followers on Twitter. Um, but, but some old tweets of his, like, like, like a few dozen of them, which are extremely bigoted and Islamophobic, um, got screenshotted and shared around. Many of them were captured, um, uh, in time by archive.org. Um, and the next day Eden made his last tweet saying, I'll soon be gone. And then two days later, his Twitter account was gone. Um, his LinkedIn profile has also changed. He's now saying that he's fully retired. And a month later, he made a final update on LinkedIn that says, I now seek opportunities to relocate to the USA and to continue opposing inappropriate policy responses to COVID-19. So he's planning, he's planning to move to the States and continue this vaccine misinformation celebrity thing that he's been doing. And that's, that's kind of the, that is where he's at now. Um, he's, he, july june these these like uh the, this summer like the summer of 2021 he has gotten extremely popular um he yeah. is he is like he is like the, to see he's the spokesperson for this entire for this entire movement he's polishing his talking points um yeah and he's like constructed this false reality that he now like lives in and is just is just is saying saying things that to us make no sense, but are extremely influential to people who are already skeptical or who already aren't, you know, don't like vaccines very much because of his connections to the Pfizer company. Um, yeah. So that's why like his, his, his initial intentions are a little bit murky. It's hard. It's hard to see what exactly he's doing. Like he, he, he doesn't take donations or anything. He, he may, he, he may be being paid for like appearances, but it's unclear if he has like any monetary goals from this. Then, like you know, the the, the previous vaccine, the previous like doctor vaccine guy, you know, invested in the uh, invested in those other vaccine companies, right? Um, to, to 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 sell those three to, to sell the three separate vaccines instead of instead of the one altogether. We don't know if Eden has any financial kind of things at stake here, or if he's just doing this because he actually actually believes in it. Um, but he's getting. Tens of thousands of views on BitChute, hundreds of hundreds of thousands of views on BitChute, millions of views on Facebook, um, and his, his just popularity has skyrocketed um, in the past few months, ever since he went down like the conspiracy theory rabbit hole. Um, and that is Michael Eden, former, former aller- allergy researcher, 
and now the newest celebrity in the anti-vax world? Well, I hope he falls off of the side of a cliff. I hope he... I would would like that for him. I would like it if a bad thing happened and he was not around anymore. I don't know. What do you... What do you... What else can you say? Yeah, I I mean, like, there's there's nothing he can do. There's, like, nothing... Because, like, his damage damage has already been done in a lot of ways. He's like, you can't... He'll find a way to do more. Unsave his days. But, yeah, the thing is, he will find a way to do more. He'll find a way to do more. These people always do. And that's... I don't know, Garrison. You got a fun future to look forward to. We were good stewards of the world. Oh, buddy. Oh, man. When I was your age, the things we said about the internet were so ridiculous. My God. It was going to free humanity. It was going to be like the end of, of, of control by these, uh, these, these corporations and, and evil governments. And people were going to finally be free. And knowledge was going to spread to every corner of the globe. Oh, Garrison, we were so stupid. And now your whole generation's fucked. Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a lot of kids at those anti at those anti anti, anti uh, vaccine rallies that Eden's been appearing at. Yeah. And all of those pages on Facebook, most of them are moms. The ones that, you know, follow his weird conspiracy theory podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, as long as he doesn't start publicly hanging doctors, I think. Uh, no, we're a good. <laughs> I mean, God, at least eighteen months away from that. Uh, the, 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 I think the fact that he is trying to move to the states is telling for what he wants to do. For like, oh yeah, where he no, sees there's a lot of future for exactly, being that yeah. guy and lost the status you need us exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but now you can talk about your book. Uh, I can I can we can pivot to 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 your book now. No, no. I just want... Do you have his address, Garrison, if you dox this guy I, yet? I, I, I'll talk to you after the phone call's done. <laughs> uh, well, this has been Behind the Bastards, the podcast where nothing good ever happens. But you keep listening anyway because you hate yourself? I don't know. Shit. That's not a good way to end a podcast episode. Um, <laughs> Sobe... Robert? How do we end a podcast episode? My, com- yes? my computer's crashing right now, so it's time. We love about 40% mm-hmm. of you, statistically speaking. Statistically. Bye. Bye. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, 
One scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, starting May 6th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.